The mysterious monoliths continue to appear around the world. Three men were arrested for kidnapping a turkey and bringing it to a vodka party. And a woman hallucinated for months after eating five-day-old gas station sushi. These are the weird stories for Monday on Weird AF News, the only daily weird news podcast hosted by a comedian. I'm recording in a closet. That's why the, that's why the wall's so close to me. <laughs> Mysterious monolith updates. I did a story a week or so ago about a mysterious monolith that appeared in the Utah desert. Well, that one's been removed. Then another monolith appeared in California, which was destroyed by racists who proclaim Christ is superior to space aliens. Another monolith appeared on California's Pine Mountain. Another monolith pops up outside a Pittsburgh candy store. And another monolith appears on the Isle of White Beach. So we got some crazy monolith drama going on around the world. I don't know where the motivation for creating mysterious monoliths and poking them up in various environments is coming from. I guess it's really lockdown boredom. What do you think? People just lock down. They're like, I need a project. What could I do? Well, I could make a bar for squirrels or I don't know. I got all this metal back there. Why don't I make a monolith? (laughs) I'm feeling phallic today. So let's begin with that mysterious monolith that was destroyed in California. It was torn down overnight by a group of right-wing young men who live-streamed the vandalism in a video that was posted on a streaming site. In the video, a group of three men are seen pushing the statue over and chanting, America first and Christ is king. The men, one of whom was wearing a Make America Great Again headband, called part of the monolith's construction, quote, gay. (laughs) And then they replaced the gay monolith with a wooden cross. (laughs) Gay monolith. Get this gay monolith out of here. Put up the cross. All right. Let's do some manly things around here. The article says this is a decidedly bleak turn in the ongoing monolith saga that has generally been a delightful distraction for a world racked by a pandemic. Here's a quote from... Some of these idiots in the video, they said, Christ is king in this country. We don't want illegal aliens from Mexico or outer space, so let's tear this bitch down. I don't know what illegal aliens from Mexico or outer space have to do with the monolith that they were tearing down. Did they think that an outer space UFO or alien being put that there? (laughs) Like aliens have nothing better to do than to put a little piece of metal in the middle of nowhere. People are out of their minds, man. This particular monolith was discovered Wednesday morning atop Pine Mountain in Atascadero by a group of hikers. It is the third silver monolith to be found in the past weeks, the article says. The first in Utah's Red Rock country, which I covered in an article previously. And then shortly after, another was found on a hill in the Romanian town of Piatra Nimt, which I did not cover. Because I didn't think this monolith saga was going to (laughs) continue. It's just never ending. Never ending. By the way, I've done comedy on Pine Mountain in California before, and it is beautiful country. I tell you right now, I had a fabulous time up in Pine Mountain. Shout out to the community that that lives up there. They treated me so well. Got me a nice spot by the pool during the day. Fed me as many alcoholic beverages as I needed and took me to karaoke after the show. It was just fabulous. The people up there were great. They just, and apparently they're anti-monolith, which I had no clue. Let's get to the other monoliths that were discovered. It was one that pops out, pops up outside a Pittsburgh candy store. 
It says, uh, since November, mid-November, shining metal monoliths have suddenly appeared and then vanished in the strangest locations from Utah to Romania. Now one has popped up outside a Pittsburgh candy store. Capitalizing on the intrigue surrounding the other monoliths and hoping to provide a distraction from the daily drumbeat of COVID-19 news, the owner of Grandpa Joe's Candy Shop, Christopher Beers, commissioned a 10-foot-tall, 24-inch-wide triangle of plywood covered in metal sheet. Oh, so this guy just thought he would take advantage of the uh, of the free press that you get if you put a monolith outside your candy store right now because the monoliths are in the news. Brilliant, Christopher Beers. Good job. Hey, you got to struggle to keep candy shops open right now. Grandpa Joe's, I wish you the best. Candy shops are struggling during the pandemic. Restaurants are struggling. And we need candy shops. Candy makes us all happy. We need candy during a pandemic. If you don't think we need candy during a pandemic, you would be wrong. Okay, now let's get to that story of the monolith that appears on the Isle of Wight. This large monolith was first discovered just above the tide line on Compton Beach on the southwest of the island over the weekend. Alexa Fishwick said she was, quote, dumbstruck when she came across it. Many people walked past it and ignored it, though, she says. It's incredibly graceful, she claims. Similar objects have been discovered all around the world. It is not known who installed this structure, which is described as about seven and a half feet high and two feet wide. Its discovery and speculation over where it came from caused a stir on social media, with many observers presuming it was an art installation left by a sculptor of some sort. It was found uh, on the beach. Nobody knows why or from where. I mean, it probably is art. All of these seem to be art, well, except for the cross that was put up, which, which is, that has to do with an ideology and only an ideology. Uh, the others seem to be, for the most part, artwork. Or one is a PR stunt, for sure, outside of Grandpa Joe's candy shop. This is just a weird phenomenon, and I love it, because I just like when weird uh, events or objects spread through the culture. Weird ideas go haywire around the world. People share the meme, which is what they're doing here. It's like, you know, it's like sharing a meme on social media, but then this is like sharing a meme as a physical object in the real world, which is even cooler because it takes more effort. It's just dope, man. I like weird stuff like this. You guys should, if, you, if you're free this week, you know, make yourself a monolith and put it in your hometown. Leave a note. Just say like, hey, Santa dropped this off or whatever. Let everybody just guess where it came from. I love it. Three men have been arrested for kidnapping a turkey and bringing it to a vodka party. This occurred last week in Riga, which is the capital of Latvia. I hope I said that correctly. Security footage shows three men dressed in black breaking into a zoo, stuffing the turkey into a black bag and disappearing. (laughs) The zoo has a turkey? That seems like the lamest zoo ever. If I showed up to a zoo and it had turkeys and pigeons, I'd be like, this is awful. Come on, man. I want to see a rhino or a mongoose. Something cool, you know? Yeah, give me a wombat, eh? Never seen a wombat or a dingo, eh? Give me some of them animals from Australia. I don't want to see pigeons and turkeys. I refuse. These men, ages between 30 and 40, took the turkey to the seaside resort of Jermala. <laughs> How do they know? Anyways, upon arriving at a train station in Jermala, named Bolduri, which means turkey's speech in Latvia, is that just a coincidence that the, the train station's called Bolduri? Uh, or is that the name of the town, Bulduri? Either way, if it means turkey's speech, this is very coincidental. Is this story even real? Uh, 
We'll never know, guys. Let's just enjoy it for what it is. <laughs> uh, they headed to the beach to drink and also forced vodka down the bird's beak. Well, is that a Latvian tradition? That's a Latvian Thanksgiving tradition. Yes, we steal turkey from zoo. Then we make turkey drink vodka. Get turkey drunk. And then we drink. We, then we eat turkey, which tastes just like vodka. It's good time. Happy Vodka Turkey Day, everyone. The party was over when the police noticed the men with the turkey and arrested them for burglary and trespassing. So the beach was even off limits. No, no, that's trespassing for the zoo. <laughs> My bad. It's hard to follow all of the, the, like the trail here. Uh, by the way, what a strange place to take a turkey to the beach. <laughs> Let's get turkey to beach and party, party on the beach. Turkeys love beach and vodka. Good time for turkey. Hey, turkey, you ever have spring break? Well, you about to. Ha, ha, ha. It's better. Hey, thank goodness you're not in America. They cut off your head by now, okay? We take you to beach, get you drunk. Huh? Aren't you happy to be in Latvia? The turkey was re- returned home to its zoo, the lamest zoo, I, I declare, in the world. And it also appeared on local news. It was unharmed but visibly hung over. <laughs> it says here one of the suspects was celebrating his 34th birthday and the other two decided to celebrate it in this strange way, says the police chief. Now the trio will face criminal charges for burglary trespassing in an organized group. She said, adding that the suspects had been previously fined for hooliganism and a string of other misdemeanors. Ooh, hooliganism is a thing, huh? What is that? Just standing on the corner drinking, drinking a little vodka. You get yourself a little pack of cigarettes rolled up in your sleeve. <laughs> You're offering some butts to kids. Hey, kid, you want a cigarette? Hey, hey, enough of your hooliganism, okay? Clearly, these guys are hooligans. Robbed a turkey of its... They almost killed the turkey with vodka. I mean, this is just... I mean, in this instance, I am so for animal rights. This what, see, the animal rights groups, right? They're always, like, doing weird things. You ought to stop people from kidnapping animals and bringing them to the beach and getting them drunk. Do some, do the world some good, animal rights groups. These poor turkeys all over Latvia getting force-fed vodka over the holidays. Why don't you do something about that, huh? Come on, PETA. A woman hallucinates for months after eating five-day-old gas station sushi. Wow. Well, this was the poorest dietary choice you could ever make, lady. Eating gas station sushi? What are you, out of your mind? What do you, buy hummus from the dollar store too, you maniac? <laughs> dollar store? Yeah, hummus from the dollar store. Don't do it, guys. It's dangerous. <laughs> it, was, it was made by some old man's feet, I'd imagine. He stomps on the chickpeas with his awful toes. And that hummus goes to the dollar store. And then you have to eat hummus made by an old man's foot. Terrible. By the way, the dollar store translates in the UK as the one pound store, apparently. So... Would you guys buy hummus from the one-pound store? I would hope not. Would you buy sushi from a gas station? I would hope not if you cherish your life and your gastrointestinal manufacturing system. This woman is identified only as JC. She was famished one night after work, and she came home and found— Are you going to give us the whole narrative of how she came to eating the sushi from the gas station to justify it? Okay, let's hear what position JC was in that warranted this terrible choice. JC was hungry after work. Okay, we all get hungry after work, but we don't go to the gas station and get sushi. If I'm going to the gas station to eat because I'm hungry after work and it's the only thing open, I'm getting some of that that pizza that they make, something like that. If they have a little deli, make me a sandwich. Some 
gas stations have a little subway kiosk. You get a sandwich from them. They got sometimes little sausages and hot dogs rolling on a thing. I mean, those are a little questionable, but I'd still eat that before I get the sushi. You got to be crazy to get the sushi. Okay, so she came home. JC did. She was hungry. She worked all day. I'd imagine. Where does she work? I don't know. At the docks. She, she worked up a good appetite, good enough to go eat sushi from a gas station. So she really must work hard. I don't know. She's shoveling shit all day. She came home and found hardly anything to eat in the refrigerator. Well, hardly. Does that mean there was something else in there? A little block of cheese? Perhaps, I don't know, a leftover you know, pack of breakfast sausages? I mean, if you have anything, hardly anything, that's still better than the, than the sushi that you ate, JC. I'm still blaming you for your own hallucinations. I don't feel bad for you. And by the way, some people love being like hallucinating for days and days. Have you heard of ayahuasca? <laughs> it says here, JC took a gamble and ate the five-day-old gas station sushi that had been ripening in her fridge. Oh, it was in her fridge. She <laughs> I thought she left her house and went to a gas station and then ate the sushi at the gas station. Although, I mean, still, at one time she did buy this sushi at a gas station. I don't even think I've ever seen gas station sushi before. Have you ever seen sushi sold at a gas station? Even a Wawa, which has a lot of shit. I love Wawa. I'm talking to you, Pennsylvania and New Jersey, or wherever else there's a Wawa. Here's what I love about Wawa. People from around the world are like, Jonesy, what the hell is a Wawa? A Wawa is a gas station chain on the East Coast that also has just a bounty of snacks and food. And what I like is the choices of coffee that you get at a Wawa. Normal gas station, you're lucky if they have a French vanilla flavored coffee in there. And, and maybe, so they'll have regular coffee, decaf, maybe one flavor. Wawa, you walk in there, 10 flavors easily. And a couple of flavors of iced coffee as well. Unbelievable coffee stations in Wawa. Big shout out to Wawa. <laughs> Such a funny word to say. I'm going to Wawa. Um, oh my God, bruh. I met her at Wawa. <sighs> So smoking. Okay. I've never seen sushi at a Wawa is my point. And they have magnificent treats. That was my point. But apparently you will find sushi at gas stations. I don't know if I would trust it. I don't even trust buying the flowers from a gas station and giving them to my mom. I'm like, those flowers aren't going to live more than a day. Never mind eating things like sushi that are at a gas station. (laughs) I could go on and on. So anyways, JC, I'm still in the first paragraph. She, she said she had hardly anything to eat. So she ate the five-day-old sushi. It had been ripening in her fridge. And boy, did things go south after that. She shared her harrowing, harrowing tale on YouTube. Okay, As if anyone cares, man. We're all just going to call you dumb if you put this on social media. If you've eaten five-day-old sushi that you bought from a gas station and got sick, don't tell anybody. Don't tell the world. Just... Just keep that to yourself, all right? Nobody needs to hear that. You're just going to be made fun of. Don't you know? Well, JC's symptoms began pretty quickly, it says here. Everything started with insomnia, and then her sleep issues escalated into anxiety and confusion, plus an elevated heart rate that felt as if it were, quote, beating out of her neck. Next came the stomach cramps. She felt her stomach jiggle and wiggle and tickle inside before she went to the bathroom. As time went by, JC started suffering from malnutrition, incontinence, hallucinations of bugs crawling up the walls, and underneath her skin, the bouts of anxiety. Of, bouts of anxiety. If all of this sounds like the beginning of a horror movie, well, it sort of is because things got worse. Oh my goodness. 
How could it possibly get worse than bugs crawling on your skin? Well, seizures followed. Then there was a barrage of testing. Finally, the doctors found evidence of tapeworm eggs in her stool. Oh, no, tapeworm eggs in the stool. I, I hate that word stool, by the way. Can you just say, like, anything other than stool? I would approve the word crapola if you wrote that in here. Now, that's not like most word, like most journalists want to keep it professional. They would never use the word crapola. But I totally think it's better than the word stool. So she had tapeworm eggs in her stool along with broken segments from a tapeworm. Wow. Apparently, these tapeworms called Diphylobothrium latum can grow up to nine meters long inside your body. Oh, that's a nightmare right there. Nine meters long. Uh, Okay. Apparently, these tapeworms really like vitamin B12. What? I take vitamin B12. Does this mean I'm, I'm, I'm eligible for a tapeworm? Eligible. <laughs> like it's... Like it's some sort of like insurance. Am I eligible for the Diphylobrothium latum tapeworm that could be nine meters long? Oh man, maybe I should stop taking B12. But like in the wintertime, I take B12 because, you know, I'm bereft of sunlight. So I feel like this is a good way to keep my body feeling good, you know? You know, you kind of hibernate a little bit in the wintertime. You don't get all the sunlight. I didn't know I was getting close to having a tapeworm. Oh boy, I'm just so... You can't do anything in this world. Everything's dangerous, even vitamins. Back to JC. After so much agonizing, JC was given a dose of Prozicuantel, an anti-worm medication, and she made a full recovery. Should I be taking Prozicuantel as I take my B12 vitamins? Mm. As if there were any more reasons to avoid gas station sushi? Uh, Well, I'll still eat it, says the author of this article. No, you shouldn't, author of the article. You should not eat gas station sushi. Let's talk about um, this story's gone on long enough. It's ridiculous. But let's share something. What is the I'd like to know what you guys have eaten from the dollar store or the pound store. I'm going to confess to you. I've tried some things. Now, I'm not going to say I'm a I'm a maniac and I went for the frozen salmon. No. No. Okay. Uh, you, you know, I'm trying to live on a budget, but I'm not out of my mind completely. <clears throat> I've eaten the bananas. And uh what else did I get from there? Oh, I got a cabbage from there once, and it wasn't bad. Oh, strawberries as well, a box of strawberries. I mean, I'm eating produce from the dollar store. That's risky enough, but that's as far as I go, as far as I go. Uh, I, got, I, got, I also got a chocolate milk from there a few weeks ago because I just had a craving for chocolate milk, and they had it there. I occasionally go in the dollar store to get my paper goods, okay? Paper towels, toothpaste, toilet paper, and... I like to grab a Red Bull. I got a Red Bull the other day. It was a weird flavor, coconut berry, which I think was discontinued. It obviously wasn't a popular flavor of Red Bull. It ended up at the dollar store. And I was thinking to myself, well, either it's not, it's not doesn't taste good or it's going to make hair grow out of my elbows or something weird. Turns out no hair grew out of my elbows. Turns out it was delicious. It was great. I recommend the dollar store. I don't recommend you getting the hummus from it. And I don't recommend you getting sushi from a gas station. Okay, I'm off my off my platform. Hello, my fellow weirdos. I hope you had a nice weekend. I hope you enjoyed the Florida Friday episodes. Thanks to everyone who sent them to me. Appreciate you. Got a lot of people reaching out over the weekend. Thank you so much. Shout out to Dustin Richards, who hit me up on Twitter. He wrote, uh, hey, Funny Jones, two things. One, I should make a game where I take a shot every time you say, I'm Rick James, bitch. And two, you should make that an audio clip of you saying it for future podcasts. Well, I could always just open the show with, 
Hey, you're listening to Weird AF News, and I'm Rick James, bitch. But I think I get tired of that after a while. By the way, I think I got a... Isn't that copyright? I'm Rick James, bitch. I think it might be. I, I'm only probably allowed to say it so many times before I have to cut Dave Chappelle a check. Um, so, yeah, I'm going <laughs> to... I said it enough, I think. But thank you, Dustin Richards. Big shout out to you. He's a big fan of the show, and he always reaches out to me on Twitter and gives me promotion. So, thank you, Dustin. Also heard from Christina Ford from Lexington, Kentucky. She says, uh, Hey, Jonesy, I was listening to you in the morning when get... I enjoy listening to you in the morning when I'm getting ready for work. I'm one of the lucky ones who still has a job. I work for a veterinarian, veterinary pharmaceutical company. We supply medical equipment, dental, surgical supplies, and medicines, as well as other veterinary products to all the large horse farms in the area. Hey, pretty cool. That's a cool job. She says, we also support agricultural farms and zoos and theme parks where they happen to have animals. We're pretty much Amazon for animals. <laughs> I enjoy your freaky Florida Friday stories on... Uh, on the podcast, and I thought I could submit a wacky Kentucky story, which could be Florida's second cousin after Tennessee, which I remember you recently saying. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, she says, there's a ton of crazy but true stories out of Kentucky, so I can send them as I see them, and maybe you could consider some of them. Lord knows we all need a good laugh these days. Keep up the laughter. It's much appreciated in the crazy COVID world, Christina Ford. Thank you, Christina from Kentucky. Yes, Please send me Kentucky stories. She sent she sent me a pretty crazy Kentucky story, by the way. Uh, so, yeah, I appreciate that. Yeah, I, I know Kentucky's nuts, right? So is Alabama, Tennessee. I mean, these states are just bonkers. Uh, I mean, as long as we have these states in the U.S., we'll always have weird AF news. That's a good thing about <laughs> that's a good thing about America. It is so good at providing the rest of the world some entertainment because we are out of our minds over here. Nuts, right? We're nuts. Uh, anybody else reach out? Well, oh, I got some phone calls I wanted to publish after this from uh, the angry Florida man. So stick around for that. Uh, he usually calls me over the weekend after he hears my stories. After I make fun of his state, uh, he usually chimes in. <laughs> so, yeah, listen to that after this. Lastly, I just want to also mention the, the Patreon, holiday Patreon contest, which is still going on. The push for the Patreon. And uh, I have two new... Uh, people who joined the Patreon as well. So let me get to that here. Let's see who they are. And I'm so grateful, by the way. And also grateful for Michael for keeping the the uh, the holiday Patreon contest going. Michael will meet the amount of money that anyone... Well, well the $2, at the $2 level, if you join the Patreon, Michael will match that. We have a, a j- new patron by the name of Jadilf. I hope I said the name right. Jadilf? J-E-D-I-E-L-F? Maybe it's Jedi Elf, which is pretty cool. Yeah, it must be Jedi Elf. Sorry, I'm really stupid. Uh, <laughs> Jedi Elf, thank you for joining the Patreon. I'm so, so grateful. Oh, Jedi Elf also sent me a message. Let's see what it says. Thank you so much, Jonesy. I listen every morning before work at about 5 a.m. Pacific time for years now. Hey, Google, tell me about my day, I say. And then you are one of the news podcasts. I really appreciate what you do. And I smoke this bong to you, Stephen. Ah, Stephen, you're so cool, man. That's so dope. Going to smoke this bong to you. I love when people say that to me. That's super cool. Jedi Elf, a.k.a. Stephen. I so appreciate you joining the Patreon and for being a loyal listener to the show for years and years. I mean, I couldn't do it without you, brother. Uh, Also, we have Eric Fisk join the Patreon as well. Big shout out to Eric Fisk. Please, please, Eric Fist. Fisk. <laughs> Fist, sorry. Fisk, please enjoy the extra content that you have unlocked by joining the Patreon. You'll find 
weird bonus episode. <laughs> I can't even get it out like it's a commercial. You will find inside bonus episodes going back to 2018, along with uh, Jonesy's comedy album as a bonus that you can download that's now a little outdated. <laughs> you won't find any COVID jokes in it because it was recorded in the end of, uh, what was it? In the beginning of 2019. Uh, also, you can download the Alligators Everywhere MP3. That's pretty cool. And you can read up on the weird articles I've posted in there. Watch the weird videos I've put in there. Uh, enjoy that, Eric Fisk. And thank you for joining the Patreon. You guys can join the Patreon and help out the cause by going to patreon.com slash weirdafnews. You can also go to weirdafnews.com and you can click on a button right on there. It says join the pa- It says Patreon. It's got a little logo. You just click that pretty easy some of you in your podcast player will have a link to the patreon if you look into your show notes and you can click on it there and it'll come up on your smartphone do you got a smartphone ah smarty pants yeah your smartphone's wicked cool all right that's about it that's my due diligence now for some calls and then i'll see you tomorrow partners yay all right, Jones, you say Florida's the most messed up place in the world. I say Texas is catching up, man. You going down to the tickle torture tent? You going to go? You going to go down to the tickle torture tent? I ain't going to no damn tickle torture tent. I'll piss my pants when I'm drinking. I don't need to be tickled into doing it. Oh, Jonesy, now this lady from Alabama, she did some awful, awful things stabbing herself in them areas. I mean, golly. Oh, hell, Jonesy, you don't ever go to that funeral parlor in Tampa, man. That's a demonic cat. You, you, that, that'll take you straight to hell. Oh, hey, Jonesy, I hear you say that, uh, that, that a fella punched out a cab driver and was like, I'm Carol Baskin's bitch. <laughs>